Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your guest host, Sterling Metcalf-Allen. We're going to have a really big show today. And that's Louis Rodriguez there uh, with uh, Rodriguez Rants. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Always, uh, always glad to have you. Um, bringing the message today is your usual host, Mr. Joshua Cummins. Yeah, just, just the huge. Just the huge. The huge. <laughs> <laughs> And to my left, we've got Don Martyr, the man, the myth, the legend, the golden voice. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We got some upcoming things. Uh, trying to get a website put together. We got our domain finally. Um, Laughing Libertarian is back. Uh, new episode is going to be coming out sometime this upcoming week. Um, let's see what else we got. Comic books coming. Hopefully, we can get that going and rolling there. Yeah, yeah, very soon. With uh, what's his name, Mr. Hess? Yeah, Jeremy Hess is going to be. Uh, he's he's uh, he's heading up the the write, writing department in that, and uh, our own uh, Cameron, your Mr. Reed, cousin, yeah, yeah, Cameron Reed. He's he's uh, he's stepping up in a big way. He's going to uh, we and him going to storyboard together and get it all all, all put up together. Through merch, hopefully getting merch going. You said you talked to some uh, some people. Yeah, so, yeah. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun uh, when we get start getting some some t-shirts out, so you can actually start. Supporting us in at least in one way, you buy you know, spreading you buy, the word. Yeah, spreading the word. <laughs> like, Visually, like butter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're putting those that you know those faith, family, and t- politics T-shirts out there. Laughing libertarian T-shirts, if that's more your flavor. Uh, Rodriguez rants, if you if you like that, and and certainly um, our, our other show. Yeah, we got uh, our couple, or actually just one more I think with Danny Tippett. Uh, what is the troop about? Dot dot dot. Yeah, with Danny. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Danny Tippett. Yeah, he's. Uh, and that, I haven't seen those. Check those out. Definitely. And the, the, like these the t- episode two and three were on video. You get to see his epic beard. Yeah, <laughs> the beard. <laughs> it's always good to have an epic beard. Yeah, it he's, changes he's, things. His his is like nice. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he looks like Duck Duck Dynasty. There you go. <laughs> hey, Jack. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that, but uh, he's definitely he's probably like a distant relative. <laughs> so what do you uh what do you bring in today mr josh okay so um uh for a lot of you out there church that are that grew up in church you've probably seen this track sitting around in your church that a track is something for those non-church goers um it's a little pamphlet that we hand out that uh, tells people all about jesus one way or another or about the lord in general um or just like how you can come to church that type of thing um, but the title today is The Simple Plan of Salvation. Sounds good. Sounds good. Do uh, you want to just uh, lead us in the word of uh, prayer and uh, we can get into it? Certainly. Yep. Uh, Father God, I want to thank you for this uh, time of uh, fellowship. Uh, these uh, these guys uh, all at the table here mean a lot to me, um, as I'm sure that they mean a lot to you. <laughs> you know, every hair on their head, Lord, and... Uh, keep an eye on this message tonight because I think this one, this one, uh, although simple, as the title says, is one of the most important, or if not the most important, um, that we need to get across to let those people that that don't know you, Lord, to be able to find you, and to take those burdens off of them, the, the sin that that just weighs so heavy, Lord. Um, yeah, in your Son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 So yeah, um, to start off with, uh, with this, the simple plan of salvation. So 
first you have to understand Jesus died for our sins, right? Right. You have to understand that, right? So let's, let's backtrack just a little bit on that. Each and every one of us uh, were born sinners. So if we go, um, uh, I, I've got this memorized, so, but, uh, but if you, <laughs> and most, most of us uh, who, who grew up in church do, but um, you open up your Bibles, and it's something to the effect of, depending upon the translation, Romans 3.23, Romans 3.23, uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Whoa, let's stop it right there, right? Because that, for all, that's me, that's Don, that's Sterling, it's Cameron over there producing. It's definitely me. Louie, sorry, Louie, you're, you're lumped in with us. Um, <laughs> anybody watching this right now, this program, this, uh, this uh, show, if Alan's watching, because he doesn't like to be called program. But anyway, uh, but that lumps in uh, uh, Mr. McFarland too. Um, you know, that, that separates us from God. Sin separates us from God. And we can, we can pray all we like, but we need a connection. We need to be able to have something, someone, set that sin aside so that when we go to the Lord, when we go to pray to God, we have that connection and, and the sin is no longer there. So, yeah. For all have sinned, so we've we've all done it, and I, and I think I think we can all kind of remember that like that first time that we told a lie as a kid, right? And you got caught in it. Still, I see I see the wheels turning. Did you have a an instance where it was like the first time you got caught like in a, in, a, in a lie? I don't know. One of the biggest ones I can think of is back when kind of Pokemon's cards first started. Oh, then Pokemans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine, friend of the family, he had Pokemon cards. I stole some of his Pokemon cards Ooh. and lied about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I got these. But my obviously my parents knew because they didn't buy them for me. So, you know, I got beat for that one a lot. <laughs> so red, red hiney. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to watch the paddle being made in the garage and oh. then painted <laughs> with a lesson learned on the side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I learned. I learned real quick. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and thus you have this great man you have sitting here today. So spare the rod, spoil the child. I know that that has a different meaning, but um, it's not without its uh, bearings for that particular situation. And, and, and it I, left a mark. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I know. I I think I see here. I think for for me, the first lie that I can remember telling. Also uh, involved uh, theft, which is that's that's kind of a that's a big one uh, for humans. Like what mm-hmm. we we view like it on levels, but sin is actually a sin is a sin is a sin. So it's it doesn't matter whether you just told a fib or a lie, mm-hmm. or uh, even all the way up to like murdering somebody. Believe it or not, uh, God can still forgive you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still get forgiveness and all and all of that. Yep. Um, but you know, just the lie separate you from God. Um, but yeah, for, for me, it was, um, I was, uh, being pushed around in a, um, one of those, like, it was one of those earlier strollers that had like the little saggy basket thing. It's not like a, like a full on, like mm-hmm. they have the big hard case yeah. things now that, that kids yeah. got like safety straps, right. all and all mobile cars, all terrain, yeah. all yeah. terrain strollers. Yeah. Yeah. This thing was just Solar like, powered. like plastic wheels. Oh like, yeah. 
Yeah, I, there might have been something an, that went around my waist, but like an umbrella like stroller style, like where it just kind of like opens up and then collapses when you. Uh, not not even not that nice. Oh, okay. It was just yeah. It was like it just like a yeah. Just some sticks and some wheels. <laughs> yeah, sticks, wheels, and a, and a little like a couple leaves. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean pillowcase I found in the garbage I, can. I, I think I was three, uh, okay. you know. So you know, to most of the world or human world, I would be innocent, but sure. I was born a sinner. So um, we're leaving the store that day, and and I look up at my mom and say, "Look, I got a lollipop," <laughs> and uh, she says, well, "Where'd you get that?" Well, I just got it. Yeah. You've Obviously, been the, you've been in the cart the whole time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've been pushed around in the stroller next to the cart. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so very similar stories there. Uh, but yeah, even that um, separates me from God. Yeah, separates me from God. Good news, good news. There's uh, this. Uh, you've probably seen it at football games. Uh, what's going on, Louis? Uh, I guess. Oh, did you have something to say? Yeah. Oh, certainly. Absolutely. Jump in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I was a sinner. And I have sinned quite a bit. But I quit doing all my sinning. But there's people out there that sins, praise to God and says, forgive me. But then they go out and do it again. Mm-hmm. God ain't going to forgive you for that if you keep sinning. If you keep asking for forgiveness and you keep going doing it, doesn't mean he's going to forgive you. It's like you murder somebody or God forgive me. Then you go out there and murder again. God ain't going to forgive you for that. You got to stop the sinning. Sounds like somebody from New York. You know, you got to stop the sinning. Current New York, not not, not back then. And Indianapolis. Um, (laughs) um, You got to stop the sinning. Yeah. Once you say to God that I want you to forgive me for my sins yeah. and not continue sinning because there's a lot of you out there that likes to keep sinning and that's not right. I like to dive into it. Don't you me. know, so ask God for forgiveness and stop your sinning right now. Yeah, and, and not only that, Louis, uh, to, to piggyback off of that is uh, not only do they, they go back to sinning, but they, they're flagrant about it. They're like, hey, look at me. Right, like that's a lot of the modern day society is out there. Hey, look at me, I I'm back at it. I'm back in the. Oh. You know, I'm off the wagon. I'm doing this that. You know. They say uh, I could sin and then ask God for forgiving and then go sin again and ask Him for forgiving. No, it's not. It doesn't work that way. You once you stop sinning and you stop sinning and you, once you ask God to help you stop sinning, don't sin no more. You know. You Got to give it the old college try at least, right? Because I mean, we're humans. We're still gonna. Yeah, it doesn't. That's a that's yeah. a word that people like to use to get away from what they do. I'm yeah. human. Forget about that. Just stop sinning. You know, yeah. because people like to sin, yeah, and that's not right. You know, because God is watching, and He's watching you heavily, and He's making the notes of everything that you've done in this life. And when you die, if you didn't ask for forgiveness, you're gonna you're gonna go through all those things that you went through, that you have done in life, all those sins. God is gonna make you keep re- reusing them, all reliving it, yeah, reliving all of them. So, I feel like yeah, I feel like 
I mean, I don't disagree with you completely there, uh, Louis. Uh, I think there's a difference between so there's someone who's saved and someone who's not saved, for, for one. Hey, save is save and, and keep sinning is sinning. You could be saved, but if you keep sinning, you ain't going to be saved. Believe me. I, I, I think what you're, what you're saying is actively pursuing it, right? Yeah. Because, like, like oh, and that, and that was where I was going with it. It was like, certainly you're going to have those things where, you, you run across where, oh man, did I just think that? Oh man, did I just do that? Like you, you went, like you went back and you did something. You knew it was wrong. You did it. And then you were like, that was bad. And like you, you, you messed up. You didn't, you, you weren't, in, you weren't intentional about it. I think, I think intention has, I think it's, uh, am I right about that? You're talking about like intentionally going out there yeah. and doing it as opposed like to. If you break somebody, and oh, I raped her and then I ask God for forgiveness and then I go and do it again. Yeah. Intentional. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for those who are not intentionally going out and pursuing <laughs> repeat offending, um, there's, there's very, very good news. And like I was saying before, you've probably seen it at your football games. Um, it was certainly on Tim Tebow's uh, cheeks uh, went before every game. There's a, there's a little verse called John 3.16. John 3.16. And, of course, once again, you know, open up your Bibles. I've got it memorized. So... Um, but depending upon your uh, translation again, uh, it's going to read something to the effect of, for God so loved the world. Hold it right there. For God so loved the world. Uh, love without bounds is what we're talking about there. Without bounds. Not like I love potato chips. Without bounds. It has, there's no end to this, this amount of love that he has for the world. That's all of us. Once again, that's me, that's Sterling, that's Don, that's Louie, that's Cameron, that's you watching this program right now. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Again, hold the phone there. He gave his only son. Now, I don't have any kids, but I do have nieces and nephews. And uh, not to compare it, I know though I'm going to certainly if you want to comment and say that that's not the same, certainly it's not the same, but the unbearable weight of knowing that I had to sacrifice any one of them for anybody else or for everybody else. No, I, I'm not making, I'm not making the sac. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. But God loved us so much. So incredibly much. He gave his only son. I mean, he had to watch him grow up. Live 33 years of a sinless life and give him up. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He, 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 knowing that, he still, still let him be born, still let him be here, still let him preach to us, still let him, let him give us the gift of salvation. Yes. Even Jesus gave himself up mm -hmm. so he could forgive you. For your sins. He knew what was going to happen. And he made this sacrifice for all of us. So we could not have sin. So treasure that. Treasure what he did for you. You know, and stop that sinning. Turn yourself to God. Yeah, Be intentional, right? Yes. Be intentional about stopping the sin. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, 
Hmm, there's another word to think about too, right? Now, again, depending upon your translation, now I get a lot of I heard a lot of flack about the word whosoever, and there's some uh, theologians that might pick at me for that. Um, but my ESV says whosoever, so uh, um, so that that's uh, again me, Sterling, Louie, Don, Cameron, you watching at home, or if you're playing us through your uh, podcast while you're at work. Uh, audio podcast while you work. That's all of us. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That's another good point right there. Yes. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. We we don't have to go. What what do you if you perish? Where do you, where do you where do you go? Uh, pretty sure it, uh, it's usually described as a separation from God, or uh, some people describe it as fire and brimstone depending upon your preacher, right? Uh, <laughs> um, hell sounds like a horrible place. And I don't want you to go there. Um, none of these guys want you to go there. That's for sure. Yeah. And that includes everyone in the studio right now. I'm telling you. They want you to know that Jesus loved you so much that he just handed his life over. That's right. Willingly. Hey. And knowing hey. that his dad had to watch him hand his life over as that sacrifice. I mean, my gosh, I try to think about like just losing a loved one for everyone else. I just, I, just, I, I can't get over that or having to give myself up for everyone else. Uh, I just, I can't fathom that. I cannot fathom that. Uh, it's, it's immeasurable. It makes me want to tear up just thinking about it because the, 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 the level of that, weight on your shoulders like being you have to carry all of the sin past present future and just give yourself over just believe and have faith that's right it makes me think the the part where jesus i think he goes he goes alone to the garden or whatever it is and basically asks god to take the cup from him to take it so he doesn't have to do it like that would be as a father that would be the hardest moment for me like, okay, and I'm sending my, my child to do this. And then he comes to me and says, listen, I don't want to do this. Is there any way that I don't have to do this? Like, Well, it's, no, it's not that he doesn't want to do it. Well, it's, he doesn't. It's that it's, it's, I feel like there's a heart there to say, Father, if there is a different way. end to this plan, but even, even still, not my will but yours be done. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, for, I agree, I agree with you. I'd I'm say just, if, if it were me, I'd be like, "Is there any other way?" I just didn't word it. Anything right. else? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you have to. Can also, I just throw skittles at them that they're toxic? Right, but you, <laughs> but you also you also have to take into consideration <laughs> if you take into consideration that we're talking about a man who not only lived a sinless life, yeah, but we're talking about a man who had knowledge of who he was, even here in the temporal. Right. We're talking right. about a man who understood his entire purpose. He is sitting as a 13-year-old, 12-year-old in the temple of Jerusalem after Passover. His family has left. They find him sitting in the steps of the temple talking to the rabbi. And the rabbi start asking questions to his parents. Where did he get this knowledge? Where are these questions <laughs> coming from? It's like he is, you know, in, uh, in the beginning of the book of John. In the beginning, there was the word. Yeah. And, you know, and... Dot, 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 the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm -hmm. 
Nice reference to Danny there, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it says in, in the book of John this that Jesus is not just he's not just a man. He's the fulfillment of the word. He is the living word of God, and the yeah. word of God says that he will create that salvation. That his plan will be fulfilled. You know, it's through it's through the son of the woman that the head of the serpent will be crushed. And even though his heel is struck, that victory is still going to be found. Yeah. 100%. And well, the big question is today, because um, I know that every man at this table has accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And even over there at the producer's desk has also uh, accepted as Lord and Savior. But what about you? Will you be a whosoever? That's my question for you. Will you be the whosoever that believeth in him? Because it, it's real simple. It's real simple. Uh, I think, every, like I said, once again, because Louis pretty much broke it down. He's like, hey, you got to be sincere. Because mm-hmm. Louis found Christ right in my living room, just right upstairs. I mean, he had, he had battled back and forth with it, whether or not he was going to do it for many, many years. And, and I, I was like, Louis, let's do it right now, man. Let's do it. And uh, the... And I've talked about this in the past podcast, but it's just, it was just such a powerful moment, Lou, if you don't mind. I just I, I love talking about it because um, I've been there for when people actually ask for the Lord mm-hmm. to take away their sins and be you know and be sincere. They're like they you know I, I truly fully believe that they've been saved, but the weight that this man was carrying and just just shouldering it for so many years, and he didn't have to. My burden is light and my yoke is easy. I, I don't which, I don't know the scripture. I don't know if anybody else at the table knows the scripture off the top of their head, but my burden is light and my yoke is easy. That was that that's in the red words. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for sure. Yeah. And um I, in that moment, that snap of a moment, I remembered that uh, uh scripture because you could feel yeah. the weight in the room yeah. left physically. Yeah. And I mean, the only way to truly describe it would to say spiritually, but you could physically feel mm-hmm. the room get lighter. It got brighter. I mean, it was late evening, but it felt like it was noon. Mm-hmm. It was just such a good moment. And we were, it was so powerful. We're all crying. We're all hugging. We're all. Yeah, man. That day, <sighs> I felt like this electricity just went through me and just took all the weight away from me. Yeah. I felt so light and I felt so good that I have done that. You know, and, and it helped me out yeah. a lot. It helped me out a lot. And you can have that too. Now, I mean, it may not feel all tingly for you, you know. Yeah. Everybody's different. Uh, but, you know, you may feel like you're giving up a lot. You know, because I'm sure that the, the and, and this is coming from someone who regularly will still dip his toe back into the world and go, ah, ah, dang it. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, because once again, I'm a man. I'm not intentional about it, you know. But right. um, well, I think that in, in in something to be, you know, to to kind of build off of what Louis was saying earlier, to build off of what you were just saying, there's a huge difference between being a man who sins and being someone who is in the practice of sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When when you when when you're in a situation where you're like, God forgive me and I'm going to go out and do the exact same thing. God, forgive me again. I'm going to go out and do the exact same thing. That's a practice of sin. 
That's a yeah. you're living a life of sin and you are using your relationship, however strong that may be, as a scapegoat to then also I mean, Paul talks about, you know, sacrificing like that Jesus died once for all. He died once for all. Yeah. And that when you continue to sin in that manner, you're continuing to crucify Christ. And he talks about that. That's heavy, by the way. Yeah. Like to think that, you know, it, by you continuing to do it yeah. in- intentionally, yes. you're, you're, you're the one actively there. You're, it's not the Roman soldier. Right. It is that's, you. That's you. It is you. It is you. And, and that he, he then says, you know, turn away from your sin. He even talks about, you know, his own struggles. You know, I I strive to do the things that I should do, and yet I do the things that I shouldn't do. You yeah. know, that he is all, he's basically just saying that even as a man who saw into the eyes of Jesus, sin was still present. There were still those times when he was tempted, but that he continued to rely on that true connection that he had with Jesus and with his God through his relationship with Jesus and just how I, I you know, I think that it is, you know, I, I'm really glad that you chose to talk about this a few weeks ago. Uh, I was giving, um, just a, um, when I lead worship on Sunday morning, I do like a really quick anecdote to just, you know, Hey everybody, you know, and then just do like a silly little anecdote about my life and then I'll share a scripture and one week I was talking to my eldest and I hadn't really looked through to kind of find that uh, scripture that I wanted to talk about. And I looked at my eldest son and I said, hey, what should I do? And he goes, I don't know any verses in the Bible. I said, you do too. Like, you know, my son accepted Jesus when he was eight years old and I 100%, I was there. We were, you know, it it was it was not as... Um, powerful in sensation as as Louis and his salvation um but it was there was definitely that palpable experience for him and you know I was like I was like you know you may not know everything in the Bible and that's okay yeah I said but you know something he was like I don't know John three sixteen. like that's one I can remember and I, yeah. I when you said hey I wanted you like a, t- a, uh, a, a message about the simplicity of salvation. It's funny how we overcomplicate that. Yeah. It's, fu- it's funny how we try and add baggage to that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Romans 10, 9, all it says is, and I, I even pulled it up, says, with your heart, one believes and is justified. And then when you're with your mouth, you confess and you are saved. Like, you have made that decision in your heart, and you are justified. And I think, honestly, that's what separates people from saying the words and yet practicing sin and actually making a connection with that. It is, it is a heart decision first, and then it is a, an action that follows immediately. Yeah. Well heart put, decision or, 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 well even, or, even, yeah. or even gut decision for, yeah. for those who are reading right. the Hebrew. Works. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, you feel it there in your core. Yeah. And, and you know, Louis, I Conviction. had a very similar physical experience when I accepted Christ. And I, I was like, I think I was 14 or 15 at like a youth service. 
And the message that the guy gave, I don't know, it just hit different than anything I had heard my youth pastor and my youth pastors and my my Sunday morning, you know, our, our head pastor, fantastic men. Anytime I had a question as a kid, they jumped on answering it. They didn't shy away. Even if I had a, a question that challenged conviction, challenged doctrine, they were right there to say, no, look at what the word says. Let's talk about the word. Let's talk about how this is actually defined. Yeah, speaking of, if you have a question. Yes. Uh, you can throw it in the comments, but if you don't want it to be public, d- d- direct message me, DM me. My, my name is plastered all over that page. There you go. Hey, hit up Sterling. Yeah. He'll answer some questions. Hey, if we got a council together, we'll get together and counsel you. Absolutely. We don't know everything, but we will do the best to find an right. answer for you. You can hit up Louie. You can hit up Don. 100%. 100%. Cameron. Absolutely. Count on you. He's got the thumbs up over there. He That's said right. hit him up too. That's it. We're all... We're all here for you. Yeah. And we're in it together. That's right. right. There's no perfect people, but there is a perfect plan. And uh, to really drive the point home, and I, I want to go back to uh, another good man who was named Don as well. as my, hey. my <laughs> He was uh, um, my pastor for many years. He's a church I grew up in, Lighthouse Community Church. I'm plugging you because I, 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 uh, I believe in that church. It was, uh, it was a great church. I grew up in it. Um. It's non-denominational, so if you're in the Indianapolis area on the east side and you're looking for a church to go, church home to go to, uh, they're a great place to be. Um, my father actually uh, ministers there sometimes, and he does he videotapes the messages. So, anyway, um, um, God rest his soul. Don Smith was the pastor there, and uh, he used to, uh, for closing, talk about the simple plan of salvation, and he'd say, um, "Think about it like this." And he usually had keys, but I'm, I'm going to use this pamphlet here because it was handy. Okay. And uh, for those of you who are listening on audio, you're just going to have to imagine, okay? Um, but I got my empty hand here. That's you, okay? And then this booklet, this pamphlet that's laying into my hand, that's your sin. Even if it's just that little lie from uh, some stolen Pokemon's cards or some, some <laughs> stolen lollipop, you know. Um, however it goes, whatever whatever you did, um, maybe you're sitting in a prison cell right now and you um, feel remorse for the fact that you murdered someone or raped someone or God forbid any of that stuff, right? This is all still things that is forgivable. Um, so this weight, Louis can vouch for this, that when you got weight on you, you can go, Father God, I come to you today sinner here's the evidence right here here's the evidence right here i and, want you to and when you ever lose doubt <coughs> always think about god and pray to him he always right. brings you back you know because i know there's times that life is rough you have doubts about this and that when it's going through your life but you always gotta always think about god and pray to god and he yeah. gets you out of it. And if you're a note taker and you and you need this in writing, like again, direct message me. I've got a whole written out formula for this. Okay, so um, to what we can we can go word for word if you want to, and you just fill in the blank like Mad Libs. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. So you got this sin on you, and you say, you know, Father God, I come to you today. I got this sin on me. I was born a sinner, and I, and I wanna I want you to. Um, Take away my sins through your son, Jesus Christ. And before you even finish that question, 
Now, for those of you, again, once you're listening on audio, that pamphlet, I just kind of tossed it back. But before you've, you've even finished that prayer, he's already lifted that. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. It's that simple. He's taken it away from you. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to still think about that pretty girl that's walking into the Walmart, right? It doesn't mean that you're not... <laughs> hey, different strokes, right, Sterling? Um, it doesn't mean that you're... <laughs> <laughs> it but does, if it, you do ask God for forgiveness, exactly, because uh, you shouldn't be thinking like that. You shouldn't be, and it's like a I said, woman is a person like you, exactly. you know, and you should treat her with respect. Yeah, and and you and you strive to do that. So what I'm saying is, it doesn't mean that you're not going to still have thoughts. It doesn't mean that you're not still going to mess up. But be intentional, and God will help you. He'll put people. In your life, right, Louie? He'll put people in your mm -hmm. life that's going to help you stay accountable and allow you to have a better life in him. Now, uh, just before you go ahead, uh, maybe you already prayed that prayer, and then if that case, it's too late for you. But I want to go ahead and tell you um, <laughs> that once you've prayed that prayer, you're now um, not only in the family, you're, you're going to an everlasting life, Okay. So that means in this life, um, life's about to get real hard. It's not going to get easier. It's not, you know, I mean, that it feels really good in the moment. I, I, I I'm, uh, you know, for those of you who believe, I, I feel the spirits moving through me right now. I could, I could feel it. My, my cheeks are, it's not my blood pressure. My cheeks are <laughs> rosy red and hot. I could feel it um, because it's just that powerful. But um, you're going to, you're going to suffer for his namesake. You're going to go through trials, tribulations. And the closer you get to God, the harder it's going to get. The harder it's going to get. There was actually a film I watched recently. Um, unfortunately, it's filled with a lot of um, vulgar language, but uh, but the, the, the point gets across. Um, it's called Father Stew, if anybody here has seen it. Um, if you can somehow get past dealing with the fact that it's, it is filled with language. It does have uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Mel Gibson in it. Um, not that those are redeemable qualities necessarily, but <laughs> it's this man who was pursuing being, becoming a priest. Okay. And he, once he finds that path, he pursues it full on and he goes through everything, man. And God's throwing him, uh, let, letting him go through all the pitfalls. And he's still like eyes on God. Yep. I mean, he's a regular, I mean, to, to look at what he went through and how he, and spoiler alert, he does become a priest at the end. Um, but that's the whole idea of the name of the movie, right? But the, the idea is to show that picture of, um, hey, he's playing on, he's playing in the, uh, the NBA and you're still playing little league. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because that's, that's the big leagues when you're, when you're, uh, when you're batting for God or shooting the hoops for God. Yep. You know, you're, you're, you're high up in professional league there. So, uh, if he's going through all that and, and, and all these medical things that he had to deal with and, and all that stuff, um, certainly you're going to have to face at least half that much or a quarter that much. Uh, so it's not going to be easy. I don't want to promise you an easy life. Uh, uh, we're not going to Joel Osteen it up here. We're not going to give you a feel-good message. It's not like that. However, when you pass away, when you reach the end of this wonderful life, We'll get to see you again because the love, the life everlasting, 
Going back to John 3.16, right? Everlasting life. We'll have everlasting life, whosoever believeth in him. And if you don't find comfort in that, I, I really don't know what to do for you because I'm telling you, uh, it's spelled out so, so easy. Don't try to add anything to it. Don't take anything away. It's, it's not common core math, okay? <laughs> one plus one equals two here. That's right. That's all there is to it. All right, that's what I uh, that's what I got. Nice. That's what I got. Nice. <laughs> what do you want to do for family? We're gonna just do. I mean, we basically have heard Louis' salvation story. Do you want to add anything to that, Louis? Or no, but uh, is, is everybody cold here? Cold? I mean, I'm I feel pretty good. Do you need? I to feel like God is oh hitting me right now, getting you the chills. Oh, yeah, okay. Me the chills and making me shake. You know. I understand that. Uh, I'm feeling that, and I don't usually feel that, but today I'm feeling it, you know. Yeah. Um, the, well, this message in particular, Louis, um, I guess once again going back to like how simple it is, but this is this is something that God has been like, oh, he's been real kind about it. <laughs> Normally when God tries to tell me to do something, he has to shake me. Because I'm a slow learner. I have a way to swallow you. <laughs> but th- with this, he's just been like steadily just like tapping on my shoulder, metaphorically speaking. And just like, hey, 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 this, can you do this one? I'd like for you to do this one. This is a really good one. And um, when I when I found out that I could pull Sterling into to guest host, thank you for doing that, by the way. No problem. It's, uh, it's, it's been a Amazing so far, so I can imagine how much better it's going to get as the show goes on. Um, and then I got Louie back again, but then I was like, okay, I knew Alan's going to be on vacation, and I got the golden voice here with us, uh-huh. Don. And I was like, oh, this is a week that we've got a table full of not only God-fearing men, but God-fearing men that have Christ in their heart. Yeah. And what an opportunity to bring that message with people who are going to be able to just take that point and drive it home for God. Yeah. Well, and I think something, something that's, you know, can be difficult to remember is that one of the, at least in my experience, one of the first things that I dealt with when, uh, you know, I had made that decision for Christ. And again, I was, I was a young teenager you know, I had a lot of life to live uh, up to this point where I'm at here and a lot of lessons to learn, a lot of them the hard way, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that one of the easiest things uh, that the, you know, that the enemy likes to bring against us, especially after we do find that salvation, is doubt in the actual decision. You know, here you just said some words. You just, you know, you just, you went to one Bible study. How saved can you actually be? You know what I mean? Like just, and, and it's that same, you know, it's, it's, it's his oldest weapon against us. Well, didn't God say you couldn't eat anything in this garden? No, actually what he said was we just couldn't eat from that tree. Oh, well, he doesn't want you to eat from that tree because, he doesn't want you to have the same information that you, 
that he has. He doesn't want you to share in his yeah. knowledge. Oh. Doubt. Yeah. 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 Like that, doubt is a, that's a big mountain. I think it's I think huge. I think that's that's another good uh, message that we have to tackle. I think I think that would be a, a good one to bring for a faithless. Yeah. Just doubt in particular. Yeah, absolutely. It really and, narrows it down. And I and I have always from the beginning uh, of the story with with you know man in the garden walking with God. Uh, it's evident, and and I say this a lot uh, that one of the enemy's most effective tools is the tool of division. Mm -hmm. The first thing he did was divide us away from our God, divide us away from paradise, and has since, as you can see from history immemorial, always mm -hmm. driving that wedge, whether it be, you know, between a national border, uh, a people group, an income group, you know, the color of clothes that you wear. You know, like even just down to the most simple thing, whatever he can do to divide us away from one another to grow stronger together, you know, which is why I think that it's very, it's very poignant for us to be part of some sort of body of believers, whether it be in a church or whether it be in a small group or whether it just be on a regular weekly podcast where you get a chance to really dive into the word and talk about what that what that word means to you and how the Holy Spirit is continuing to help you discern that word in your own life. Like those are all tools that we can use to strengthen our connection with one another yeah. and strengthen our connection in our relationship with God through discussing what that looks like on a daily basis and, and really showing that division doesn't really work when you allow the Lord into your life because yeah. what he wants is a oneness you know, he wants one church. Yeah. He wants one body. Of, there's one, there's yeah, one, one body. Bridegroom. We talked about that with uh, Cameron's yeah. message. Yeah. yeah. There's one bridegroom and there's one bride. And the bride is the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's us. One body. And, and I think that it's, you know, it can be very easy for us to allow ourselves to get into that doubt mindset. Like, you know what, maybe I'm not saved. Or maybe I am saved. I'm just not somebody who is going to be blessed by God. Or maybe I'm blessed by God, but I'm just not blessed in the manner in which the person next to me is blessed. And, you know, maybe I am blessed like they are, but maybe I'm maybe I'm just, maybe I just don't have really good people in my life. Well, maybe I, you know what I mean? Like, just constantly just always trying to snowball. Yeah, just it driving mm -hmm. it and driving it and driving it. And, you know, when we finally find that, and I think that it's an ever- growing pursuit it's an ever uh, uh an ever-changing environment even but when we when we focus on our connection you know through the word through meditation on the word through communion with the body <clears throat> it allows us to you know it, it allows us to snuff those things out a lot quicker uh, you know, Paul talks a lot about uh, the sword of the spirit uh, in Ephesians and how it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. And it allows us, that's the only attacking weapon we have against the enemy is the word, the word of God. Sword of the spirit is the word of God. We have all of these awesome my pieces. Dad. When my there you dad, go. When my dad brought the message, yeah. We have all these the cool pieces of armor that are given to us by God, but we have one weapon, and that is the word of the God, uh, the word of the word of the Lord. 
And and if we are tuning into that on a constant basis, uh, then when those attacks come against us, it's a lot easier to defend. Yeah, you know? and we talk about like being having to face the, the those trials and tribulations immediately after. So, but for me, um, as far as salvation goes, um, it was age of seven. Nice age of seven, and so uh, I, I'm sure that there's part of God was like. Is he glutton for punishment or what? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I remember it. I, I can remember it like it was yesterday because um, I was at my my uh, my mom's mom's church, my grandmother uh, on my mom's side, um, and I remember with my knees on the ground facing towards the pew because I was playing with Hot Wheels um, during this. Uh, there was a guest preacher, a lady named Pepper, had come. And, to um, to give the the message that week, or at least evangelize, uh, for that matter, from giving the correct theological terminology or whatever. Sure. Comment about it if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just come but, on the show, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, we can we can certainly Bluetooth you in. Um, but um, Pepper was bringing the simple plan of salvation, and for whatever reason, my little seven year old ears was like. Whoa, I'm a sinner. Like it just like made sense. Yeah, uh, you know, I, was a, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, how how did my little seven year old brain pick that up and go, yeah, actually, I, I remember because like, then I'll go back to like that that three year old story, you know, with the with the lollipop, you know, but it was like, yeah, I'm a sinner, uh, and and then she goes into the next part of it and talks about how. Christ came, uh, died for my sins and yeah. I could just give those over to him and, um, and I could have salvation and it just clicked. Yeah. And so when they did the altar call at the end, I went on down there. I, I was a man on a mission, a little man on the mission. That's all right. <laughs> and I got to that altar and I, I felt very free in that moment when I, when I asked for uh, Christ to come into my heart and, and, and take away my sins. But something else happened. Um, again, hand to God, slow learner that I am. Uh, I decided I would go ahead and pray for patience. Cause my grandma says, you just don't have no patience to you <laughs> all through that, all through that, the whole, the yep. whole time that the peppers up there. Now I'm listening. It's soaking in. I go to altar call, but all throughout that entire experience, I'm, I'm playing. You don't have no patience to you. Can't, you can just sit down, you just sit still. And I was like, well, I, if I'm up here praying for God to take away my sins, I probably ought to pay, pray for uh, this patience thing that grandma wants me to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't, don't ever, by the way, don't ever pray for that. Don't, don't That's pray. Right. Cause God's like, <laughs> he's really a glutton for punishment right. <laughs> because once you've prayed for patience, God is going to keep trying to get you to get patience. Yeah. Yeah. I worked at a, uh, a, driver's license branch for 10 years yeah if nothing will test your patience it's, <laughs> it's working other people <laughs> it's other yeah. people and working and they're so happy to be there oh, yeah. <laughs> they're so happy yeah. to be there uh are you finished yeah yeah about the family portion you see me sitting down here right now but i got a lot on my plate right now mm-hmm. i have a mother in the hospital ready to die at any time. There's nothing the doctors could do for her. 
I have a son that's a, he is an alcoholic. Now he's in the point of maybe dying. He's going through a big time with the doctors. They're draining him. Or they drain his blood out of his stomach. And he finally realized that he might be going. And um, because once the, the nurse started draining him, she saw any blood, and the first thing she said to him, I'm sorry. That's when he realized. And he's trying to give up on it and lose hope. Oh, I'm going to die. I might as well go back to drinking. Mm. You know, I'm a person that I look at this, I could have, you know, I could lose it. You know, uh, having a son, a mother, ready to go. But I'm holding my faith mm -hmm. that God will help them. You know, have the positive thinking that God is going to help. Even though I lost a little bit of hope a while ago, thought God was, you know, giving up on me. But then I started realizing, no, it's me giving up on myself. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't, I should let God take over and give me that hope that they have the hope that they might get well. And I hope he don't go back to drinking just because he thinks he's going to die anyway. I hope he does something that maybe it might be a miracle. He might survive, you know. And that's my problems right now. But I'm holding it, and I'm just keeping my faith in God that things will get better. Yeah. Louis, I think, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, something, maybe this is your opportunity to share your hope with them if they don't have that hope already. Got to add some stirring in there. So if your son doesn't know, <clears throat> excuse me, if your son doesn't know the Lord, I don't know if you're able to you know, stay in touch with him or whatever, but this could be the opportunity to show him who God is. Um, I mean, God forbid that he does, you know, pass away, but this could be your chance. This could be his chance. Maybe this is... God's saying, he's made his choices, he's done his stuff, but Louis, you know, Louis in, in in my family now, and I'm going to give Louis the chance to, to invite more people into my family. Yes, my wife has talked to me and tells me that maybe I should talk to him. Mm -hmm. You know, but my son is one of those that he don't listen. He thinks they know it all, you know. Sounds like somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm afraid to. If I do go over there, would I stir him up and make it worse, or would I do something to maybe make him realize? All I can say, Louis, I, 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 I'm literally sitting in the same boat with my grandfather right now. Cam knows this. It's really kind of emotional. I'm trying to keep it on on a level here. Um, here's my thought. Would you rather, okay, him get mad, whatever, or give him the chance to at least hear it? You know, that's that's where I'm at. It's like, well, if 
I talked to him. He couldn't, you know, he doesn't want to hang out with me anymore. He could just completely abandon me, push me away like my dad did, whatever the case may be. But it's worth it to plant that seed because at least you did it. And then God can't say, hey, you know, their blood's on your hands, which I think is a, a, a biblical reference as well. Take the opportunity. I mean, that's that's my advice. Take the opportunity because if you don't, I feel like you're going to end up regretting it, and then that could push you somewhere you don't need to be. Yeah, and if you need help, we're all here. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I'm not, you know, uh, I, you know I'm opportunist, opportunistic when it comes to being able to tell somebody about the Lord, certainly. Yeah. So, you know, if he's willing to lend an ear, you know, you, you know lay it in front of him that uh, you know, you've got a certified minister standing in front of you, so... Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that'll, maybe that'll, uh, you know, cause maybe coming from dad, you know, it'd be like, oh, I don't want to hear it. But like, you know, I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. if, if he, if he just wants to push you aside, you know, or I'll step in and well, you know, Don's also in the ministry. So, you know, be another, yet another chance, you get another chance with Sterling, you know, yeah. it just, we're, we're here for you is what I'm saying. And, 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 uh, and the only, and I would say set those worries and cares aside. Cause, uh, there were, there's been some people in my life that I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, and and I've regretted it every day that I I didn't tell them. That I didn't tell them. It was uh, I go back to my my freshman year of high school. Um, I'd known this guy for a little while. His name was Justin, and um, um, he uh, he took his own life. And uh, I had multiple opportunities. I mean, times where he was sitting there and I was reading my Bible actively. <laughs> and God was like, hey, you can tell him now. Hey, you can say something now. And I didn't do it. And like I said, I didn't know him that long. Uh, but it just it's one of those missed opportunities. And and I don't want that for you. I think, I think uh, I'm trying to not get emotional too because that's, Knowing, you know, yeah, it's tough. Um, it's it's hard to 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 think about uh, someone who could potentially be going to the other side, and they they don't have that ever that that hope of everlasting life, right? We have that. We have that. That's what we have faith in. We know that when this body dies, we're in heaven, man. We're hanging out with Jesus. Or at least waiting in the line to do that. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, you know, and I'm sure that the green room in heaven's probably pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> and that line to wait, and and I know that I want I want to see you there. And if if you can get your if you if you can talk to him and and God can uh, work work through you to to get your son there and your mother there, then God is awesome. And man, what a blessing that would be. What a blessing that would be. Yeah, and I think I think, you know, we have to given the situation that you're in, Louis, with uh with your son and, and I think what you really have to do is you have to cast those fears, you have to cast those things at the feet of God and you have to allow you have to allow God to do that work because he's gonna work through you. If you go in there as a vessel pressed down, shaken up and overflowing. There's nothing that can get, that can deny the power of God. 
And if you are just there and you're just present with your son, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but why would we risk not taking that chance? You know, why would we, why would we stop ourselves from an incredible work that God can do in your son's life and in your life through that? You know what I mean? Like that is such, that is such an incredible experience to see the Lord working in that way. And even if it is, even if it is just an opportunity for him to make that decision before he steps into eternity. People who make those decisions before they step into eternity are still in eternity with us. And that's an incredible thing to rejoice in, you know, and it is, it doesn't take the pain away, but it does allow you to refocus and, and re energize your own relationship with the Lord to say, you know what, Lord, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you put this hope and this faith in my heart so that I could share it with someone that I want to see again in eternity. And I want to just celebrate with and worship with in eternity. And I think that, you know, especially when we're kids, there is, there is that journey's kind of, I know. Amen. Uh, you know, when we're kids, you know, we, I think we are hesitant because we almost, I think we almost allow ourselves to get more focused on the acceptance of what we're saying and not looking like a weirdo because yeah. socially, you know, you're in school and stuff like that. Um, and I think that that is just such a challenging thing to do. Cause I dude, So to put a slightly different spin on that same situation, I have a good friend named David that my wife and I have known for many years. And um, my wife and I had a really great relationship, really great friendship with uh, my buddy David. And I don't remember us being extremely active in sharing the gospel with him all the time. And we're, you know, we've always been very upfront with the fact that we're believers, that we're Christians, that we that we love God and that we have a relationship with God. Uh, and we're not scared to talk to people about Jesus, and we never really have been, you know. But I think that obviously, fifteen years ago, we were much less mature in our relationship than we are now. Um, and I remember, you know, finding some distance from David, not necessarily intentionally, but we were uh, getting together on a regular basis at one of our favorite uh, game stores and stuff like that. And then uh, that game store. Uh, changed ownership and and we started having kids and you know <laughs> life started to really change for us and so I hadn't seen David in years and I remember walking back into the game store um, after it had changed ownerships again and David was there with some friends of his that he worked with at Greek Greeks Pizzeria and they were playing magic the gathering and David stood up and he looked at me and he didn't have to say a word. I immediately knew that he was different. Yeah. And I think the only heartache sometimes that I have in that situation is, and my wife and I have talked about it, and it's not, he. so he accepted Christ. Yeah. Long story short on that, he accepted Christ through some people that he worked with at Greeks. But something that my wife and I have said before is that, we wish that we would have been able to be more active part in that ministering of him and in seeing that. 
But then I also think to myself, everything has a season. Yeah. You know, as it says in Ecclesiastes, everything has a season. There's a time to plant and there's a time to reap. And I think that we had opportunities and I think not that we ever shied away from talking about Jesus because I think we took those opportunities when they were apparent to us. But I think that there's a desire there to want to also be involved in that, in that ministering, you know, and, and seeing that life changed. And I think that that's such a huge blessing, even if it is just for a short time that you're connected with somebody, you know, before there's distance and whatever, but yeah, that's why I, I work so hard week in and week out. Every time Alan's sit, uh, in here, I, yeah, I, man. I make sure I mention to people it. like pray for Alan to get, Heck yeah. to find the Lord and, because he's a good man. I have, I, I have, I, I have faith. I have faith that that will happen, one hundred percent. But and now he stated, and that on the hundredth episode, he's going to be in this chair where I'm at right now, bringing the message. Okay. The 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 prerequisite to that is salvation. Yeah. There's you you can't bring the message without having salvation That's right. first. Louis qualified. How do you teach somebody to fly if you never flown? <laughs> you know. Right. You, uh, you jump. Just everyone this yeah, you jump. Qualified. Yeah, <laughs> off a real high right. building. <laughs> Once, Once. <laughs> stuck the landing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone at this table, including the producer's desk, is qualified to do so. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's a prerequisite yeah. to bring the message, and, and and I think that should be for any uh, church or faith based anything. Yeah. Um. So that's why, like week in and week out, I I just I, I don't like push him around or anything obviously no. but I, I always make sure and mention a little bit and, and and i'm always making sure like i'm i'm saying things like is there anything you want to know like yeah. just, and, and i know that he's he's gonna do it in his own time that because he's, he's got his mind made up he's very headstrong but yes um that's that's one of my prayers and and if, if you want alan to get saved make sure that you're praying make sure hey comment and show him show him some love let him know that's that right. you want him to get saved because you want him in this chair at the 100th episode yeah and and you want to hear what it's going to, what, what fruits of those labors are going to come yeah, out of, yeah, man. right? Planting those seeds. I'm sure. telling you, it's going to be, that's, that's a harvest of planting right, right there. Right then, yeah. It's going to be epic. Yeah. Angel yeah. will be rejoicing. That's right. <laughs> now let's go ahead and move into the news slash political part. The first one comes from the post-millennial. Ooh, we like them. Yeah, it's breaking <laughs> news. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II died after 70-year reign. It's a long time. Can I just tell you, I read this article and it made me so mad. Not because of the, any of the content. All of the content is correct. But whoever authored this article, my goodness. What's at the bottom there? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I should go back and leave a comment myself. <laughs> so anyway, Sterling, yes. Uh, the Queen celebrated her Platinum Jubilee this year, marking 70 years as the United Kingdom's monarch, passed, surrounded by family in her Scottish estate, Balmoral? Sure. I, th I think that's right. Balmoral. It's probably some sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we can just say it's an American accent and leave us alone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to be for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the royal family's official Twitter account confirmed the queen's death, stating that the new king and queen consort will stay at that same place uh, for the evening and will return to London tomorrow. Which I think is... Today, in Friday, Friday, yeah, Friday, so, yeah, because this so. this article came out Thursday. Thursday. We're taping Friday, but yeah. you're watching this. Uh, if you're watching it uh, when you're, it dropped, you're watching it on Saturday. You're but, a day late. <laughs> but then you know could, you could be watching this at any time. We've That's talked about true. this in the past that we've done time, time travelers. Yeah. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, it says that there were some uh, public concerns about her health that were raised on Thursday. Um, Quotes, following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health and have recommended she remain under medical supervision. Wow. This woman lasted for 96 years. 96. That's 96 crazy. years. What a run. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. being queen for 70 years. Yeah. It's a miracle she didn't die sooner with all the problems oh, that yeah. she has to deal with. Yeah. As a queen. Think about this, Louis. The first prime minister that she had to uh, associate with was Winston Churchill. Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> She she survived. For those who are war. not history buffs, that's World War II, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's a long time, time ago. Yes. That woman survived through a lot of wars. The war being knocked down from Germany. She, she survived. She was around that time. And she's been around. She's seen a lot happen in her time. Yeah, and, uh, and from what I hear was... Uh, Kind of a fan of former uh, President Donald Trump a little bit. They had a pretty good relationship, I think. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, she's going to be missed by more than just her family. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, she was well I'm, loved. Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested to see kind of how things unfold, not just with like Charles now King Charles the Third. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily with just him. But socially in the UK, kind of how things change, how things evolve, because he doesn't have a super high popularity rate <laughs> in, in with the general. Yeah. I think I think that his son and daughter-in-law, um, oh, William, William and and Kate, I think they have a much higher public appeal. Um, but I mean, you know. Biden's president, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, now Charles is in charge. So, right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah 73 yeah, yeah. years old. 73 years old. 73. Yeah. Um, I, I saw a meme uh, today that said, 73-year-old finally gets job. Good luck, King Charles. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it, who, who knows what he's going to do with the British Empire, right? Um, Let's hope he don't stutter like Biden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah they they got to well he's got a he's still got to deal with a uh um uh female in power cuz i think i think their their current prime minister is uh, a, a woman isn't it i don't know i think that they just it, elected a new prime minister that's what i was looking for earlier this, was yeah. it earlier this year or like within the last couple of years it was yeah it was it was not too long ago yeah. they yeah they got a new prime minister but i i, I don't know we 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 kick their butts and that's we're sovereign so <laughs> yeah. this looks like I know your queen is dead but we kicked your butt in war and and we're America so there <laughs> not nice yeah Liz, Liz I know it's not nice not right. but it's true Liz Truss Liz Truss Liz so Truss. yeah so it is a woman yeah, yeah so he's still got to deal with a elected uh, a powerful prime woman. minister yeah. seat this year so and he's used to bowing to women. So he, I mean, because he had to bow to his mm -hmm. mother for for many, many years. So it's true. Um, I, I have a feeling that his reign is going to be probably not uh, one that's filled with any kind of exuberance or you know, yeah, lavishness. I, I think yeah, it'll we'll just, just be pretty much just living off the uh, the royal or government teat mm -hmm. uh, until he just bites the dust, like uh, you know. 
don't have a nicer way to say it. Her husband was 99. Yeah. Wow. Prince Philip died last year, actually. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, the fact that she was 96 and he was 99, I think they got married in 40s. Or no, she. They got married, I think, three years before she became queen. So I think they got married in like 47, something like that. Because I think she became queen in 52. Yeah, when, something. Winston Churchill. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And what I mean, she 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 got to watch the world change. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And from a seat of power, I can imagine like mm-hmm. what it was like to to just you know sit in a sit in a well, not, I guess it's not a castle. I guess it'd be just like a really nice house now, but yeah. huge, <laughs> a huge house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to watch the world change as much as it did. All that time, and yeah. Our second article comes from the Epic Times, uh, not the Epoch Times. No, I was gonna. I almost said it. Almost, I just looked down at my notes real quickly. I knew there was a note there somewhere. It says um, new ivermectin study demonstrates ninety-two percent reduction in COVID nineteen mortality rate. A peer. A new peer-reviewed study concluded that the mortality rate in people who used ivermectin regularly was 92% lower than in non-users and 84% lower than in irregular users. Among the authors are Flavio Cadigani, whoever that guy is, nice. board-certified endocrinologist, and Pierre Cori, an unspoken pulmonary and critical care medicine specialist, as well as president and chief medical officer of the Frontline Critical Care Alliance, a lot of words. This study, published uh, on August 31st in the Curious Journal of Medical Science, was conducted via a prospective observational study of a strictly controlled population of 88,012 subjects in the Brazilian city of Itaje. Well, it makes it for easy math. Mm. Yeah. I mean, ser- seriously, yeah. like if you if you have a specific number, it makes it for easy math. Oh, when yeah. You're, when you're controlled. Yeah. yeah. The individuals that took ivermectin as a preventative medicine prior to COVID infection saw remarkable reductions in hospitalization as well as death, according to the publication. Wow. And and now they want you to take the shot, the new booster, every year. Yep. Yeah. Like the flu. But and 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 not, not only that, Louis. But talking about ivermectin in particular, CNN touted it as horse paste. Mm-hmm. Now certainly, it's an anti. Uh, antiviral, viral, okay. Yeah, antiviral, um, antiparasite. I think. Yeah, antiparasite as well. So um, maybe you've had a child that uh, you know went out and got uh, had some mud pies, and, and now they got ringworm. Uh, mm, it happens, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Maybe they got uh, you know uh, any any kind of infection like that. Um, ivermectin has been used with humans long before it was ever used on horses. Yep. But it, it takes away this viral infection. Um, sometimes it does come in paste form. Um, but it also comes in pill form. Um, but those numbers are pretty staggering. What was the, what was the percentage on that again, Sterling? Mm. Uh, out of 88,000? 88,000? 88,012. Lower in non-users yeah. and 84% lower in irregular users. Yeah, that other 12 is actually probably important. So, yeah, because YouTube will go, oh, he didn't say 88,012. Yep. Thank you for that. Yep. So, 88,012, uh, 88, mm-hmm. we had that 90%. 92%. 92%. For regular users and 84% for irregular users, which still means people who sporadically took it, 84%. Let me just 
put this patch on here, rub right. a little cream in, yeah, or take yeah, the pill, yeah. or however, how it was ingested. Yeah. I don't know if it was ingested or... Every other Monday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it could save your life, but it also, it won't stop you from ever getting it again. No, sure. uh, certainly. But um, it's also, and we can talk about this now. Thank you, YouTube, for letting us actually tell the truth now about the fact that the vaccines are, 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 are um, little to no help. Little to no help. And I don't have the percentages in front of me, so I'm not going to tout percentages. Um, but it is little to no help. And this, these boosters are not, I, I, I believe, and then this is the part that's conjecture, but I believe that these boosters are not going to be much more than, you know, just like the flu shot is for it. Because I, I haven't had the flu shot in 10 years, and I also haven't had what in the past 10 years? I haven't had the flu. So I wonder what the saying. side effects <laughs> are going to be. Right. And, you know, there's always these side effects. Uh, but there's no, there's no uh, money in a cure. You know that? Um, so... Of course, they want you to keep taking these shots and everything. When you've got something that's super cheap, like ivermectin, mm-hmm. um, if Big you're able pharma. to take it, you know, if your doctor says, "Hey, you could take this and this will help." Um, uh, the other thing that's been approved, and it's it's not in the article, but it um, uh, it's been in recent months. Rem, remdesivir. 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 I believe is. The, I, I'm, I, I hope I'm saying that right. Bless you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does sound like a sneeze, doesn't it? Yeah. Remdesivir. Um, so it's. Uh, it's not Regeneron. It's not. It's. Uh, it's not on the same plane. But I mean, these. That was another one that that they were like uh, uh, um, all over the mainstream media is like touting it as it's not going to work. There's no way you have to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. There's only there's only one way as this vaccine, and it's not. You can find other ways to treat it. Um, you know, and and you know, it's interesting you say that too because one of the things that my wife and I's chiropractor who also has uh, his uh, his wife is uh, a doctor uh, in uh, nurse practitioner Mm -hmm. uh, and then also like um, physical therapy and things like that they recommend as a preventative measure uh, vitamin d3 yeah vitamin d3 and then iron uh, supplements and things like that zinc yeah zinc and and iron supplements yeah and then uh, usually vitamin c as well yeah Um, which is that's just for good measure right because vitamin c for anything and everything it should should be in your daily system yeah yeah if you can't drink orange juice then you know get some i won't say emergency because i don't want to i don't want to um it's not a sponsor and I don't want to uh, say go out and get the, their, just get a bag of oranges or some red yeah. bell peppers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, anything that you can have that anything you can find out that has vitamin C and, and yeah. maybe you just, maybe it's just get a vitamin form for you. <laughs> maybe you get it. Maybe you take a pill. Yeah. Um, but certainly you need to take vitamin C on a regular basis anyway, because it, it, it does, it is an immune, immunity booster and it, it is yeah. a preventative. It's probably going to keep you from getting. COVID. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, de- it definitely, it's not going to hurt you no. by any means. There's no, no. side effects to it's, vitamins. Which is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. You know. My um, my doctor's got me and my wife on vitamin D. Yeah. 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 Vitamin D is it's 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 good to have. Yeah. And hey, if you're if you're like me and you like to drink a big glass of milk in the morning, yeah, you can get some vitamin D milk. That's it. Yeah. Do it that way too. Fat milk. That's what I like to call that. Yeah. Fat milk. That red label. Healthy. <laughs> healthy milk. It's also good for the bones. <laughs> I mean, ask Lizzo. It's healthy, right? That's A. Yeah. <laughs> According to this article. So there's a difference between the regular and irregular, obviously. Sure. Um, I'm just trying to figure out specifically what that was. The dosage was based off of weight. The irregular group got whatever they got. The regular group got three times or more of that. And according to this article, when I scrolled down here, it said basically there was 100%. Where did it go? 100%, maybe too far. 
He's going to find it. Look, it's so hard. <laughs> There's like two times it says it. Yeah, 100% effectiveness was achieved. And uh, there was another another uh, test that was done with that as well that also says that as out of 150,000 people, it also says that they had 100% effectiveness was achieved by... By just bumping up by your regularity. Up. Yep. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Just eat a little more horse paste. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> obviously. Mix it into your protein <laughs> shake. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Just go down to the tractor supply. No, um, obviously not do that. Don't no. do that. It's a joke. No. Uh, it's going to be taken out of context for sure. Someone's going to make for a clip sure. out of that. But I mean, um, such is life. <laughs> no, uh, certainly, you know, you know, talk to your doctor and get it prescribed properly. Um, and you know, maybe, you know, if, if you're going through COVID and you need a different, uh, maybe you're going to need a second opinion because the first doctor doesn't want to get, get you the drug that you know, that is, is obviously working hundred percent effectiveness, but just in Brazil, says. yeah, only in Brazil, only in Brazil, it only yeah. works in Brazil. It only works because it was below the equator. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so our next article uh, comes from the mix. Um, it says Jennifer Lawrence says she can't. Forgive her Trump supporting father claims to have nightmares about Tucker Carlson. I mean, look <laughs> at that face. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Tucker Carlson. Yeah. He's, he's great. <laughs> so, uh, what, what does the article say there? Hollywood star Jennifer Lawrence, known for roles in uh, Hunger Games, Silver Linings Playbook, has revealed in a new interview that she hasn't been able to forgive Republican family members of hers including her own father. The Oscar-winning actress also claimed that she has reoccurring nightmares about Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Oh, man. Uh, Daily Mail reported that Lawrence, who was raised in Kentucky, claimed in a new interview that her father's support for formal, former President Donald Trump uh, has caused issues in her family. <laughs> As a quote, I just worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and my family and try to understand it's different. Uh, the 32-year-old actress told Vogue, the information they are getting is different. Their life is different, referencing the information conveyed by the top news host to her parents and those like them. Uh, I've tried to get over it, and I really can't. I can't, she admitted. Lawrence was actually a Republican herself growing up until watching Tina Fey's character of Liz Lemon utter the line, just because I think gay dudes should be allowed to adopt kids and we should all have hybrid cars doesn't mean I don't love America. On NBC's Thirty Rock show, <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's the thing that changed your her mind. Po- was her a comedy skit? Yes. Uh, her, well, yeah, mm, just a just a sitcom. Like yeah. change your perspective my on word. a sitcom. An episode yeah. of Friends changed my life. Come on, right? Get real, right? How but, you doing? Can I, <laughs> can I, Louis? Could you imagine uh, having nightmares about Tucker Carlson? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, wait. he does have a he does have a pretty good scowl, but I and but other than that, I, I mean, he seems like a very kind guy. I mean, he's he's sincere. He 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 tells you exactly where he's coming from. Yep. Uh, and and what is there for her for, to to forgive with her father? Like I, he supports who he supports because of his it's, convictions. It's it's because unless you agree, because in that same article, in that same article, it talks about how she also hates people who are apathetic to politics, because. Mm-hmm. We live in the United States, and the United States is a country that is built on politics that if you do not participate, 
in politics. If you are apathetic to it, you don't vote. You, it's not you know you live in Oregon, so you don't care. Whatever yeah, it might American. be, yeah. That yeah. you that that you uh, like. She just is infuriated by that, and I'm like, mm -hmm. but, but that's their you, right. If you want to be apathetic, <laughs> right? Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm you know like nobody cares. Nobody cares that much. <laughs> the quote's got a a, a curse word in there. So I can't. The F word with people who yeah. aren't political anymore. She said, you live in the United States of America. You have to be political. It's too dire. Yeah. Politics are killing people. I don't yeah. want to disparage my family, but I know <laughs> that a lot of people are in a similar position with their families. She added. And, and you know, I, fi I find it interesting because talking about the fact that she was Republican before she went to Hollywood and or Hollyweird. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> how they how they go through this Holly weird machine and then they come out the other side and they, and then all of a sudden all the ideas, all the thought, all the, all the uh, way that they thought before is all of a sudden flipped because yeah. of what they're forever changed. What causes, what right. causes this mass stupidity? Yeah. Um, I call it stupidity because I know they know better, especially with her in her case, because she was raised obviously by a good father. If he's a Donald Trump supporter, he's got to be a pretty good dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's hoping, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, all I all, all I all I heard from her quotes was, "I'm an elitist, and why aren't you thinking the way I'm thinking?" Yeah, and and I think crazy it's, quotes. I think it. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's just crazy to me that you that you in your life. I mean, the four of us have very strong commonalities, but we don't agree on everything. No, certainly not. And what's interesting is in that article, even, it goes on to say, like, that it really just looks like she is someone who is upset with anyone who does not 100% agree with her own convictions. And I'm like... So what you're saying is if you didn't like Sesame Street growing up, then I shouldn't like Sesame Street growing up because that's a conviction that you have. Like, and I know that that's yeah. probably oversimplifying it, but in general, that's exactly what she's saying. Mm -hmm. She's saying that because I believe these things, if you don't agree with the way that I believe, then you're the problem. I'm not the problem. <laughs> And, and and I find it also interesting because it's, it's Tucker Carlson. I mean, right. amongst all the all the talk show hosts that she could yeah. be having nightmares about, you would think it'd be Stephen Crowder because he's oh, the, he's yeah. the guy that he drives the points home. And that's that's one of my favorite well, and podcasters and he'll to watch. Pursue or listen the to. heck out of you. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a dog with a bone when he yes. figures it out. So, um, and he 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 actually I watched <laughs> I watched an episode from earlier this week. He does lay it, he lay it out pretty well. So if, if you're if you haven't seen Louder with Crowder, I do recommend it. Um, but. You know, for Tucker Carlson, he's a dad in his khakis and a button-up shirt. Like, he's he's a he's really just a regular guy doing the news. You know, and he had a response to her. Oh, I was I was yeah. just getting yes, ready to ask you if you'd read yeah, that. Yeah, he had a response. In the same interview, Lawrence admitted that she talked to her therapist about a recurring nightmare she had about Fox News host Tucker Carlson, who addressed the actress' remarks on his Tuesday night show, saying that her comments flattered him. When you decide to work <laughs> in television, you lose control of a lot of things. Foremost, the way other people receive you, Carlson said, according to People Magazine. So can it really be your fault? Are you really responsible if major Hollywood scarlets dream about you? He says, <laughs> maybe it's the sexy glasses. He had it as he put his glasses on. Who knows? You can only speculate. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's such a good quote. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe it's the glasses. <laughs> Tucker's the man, for sure. Um, 
I, I used I used to watch his show pretty religiously, uh, but he's always well studied, well stated, and you can be darn sure whatever he's saying, uh, it, it it doesn't carry weight to it just because of convictions, but also because yeah. he has done his homework. Yeah, and if you think he hasn't, I mean, just just go over. I mean, out of the out of the the people that are on Fox News, he's he's one of them that uh, I will fully support every single time because I've I've watched the guy I, I've I've read read his uh, books I've uh, uh, followed him on social media like he he doesn't misstep all that often um, certainly uh, there's been things that I've been disagree I've disagreed with him on certainly you're always gonna have that but yeah <laughs> for him to live rent, live rent free oh, yeah inside Jennifer Lawrence's head. It. There's, there's, yeah. he's, he's crazy. He, 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 that man is real smart. Yeah. And that's why a lot of Democrats hate him. Cause yeah. he tells the truth and he knows what he's talking about. He calls them, he calls them on their caca. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Our last article is pretty comical as well. Uh, it comes from Breitbart. Uh, it says opening day, highly anticipated. My son Hunter movie launch rattles of the left. <laughs> Today, the highly anticipated theatrical film My Son Hunter has opened to rave reviews and leftist panic as the movie's trailer has mm. crested to over 4.5 million cross-platform views and climbing. That's that crazy. crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's not on par with Maverick, okay, but it's... it's Still, <laughs> 4.5 million views is insane. <laughs> Still making money, isn't Still man, making... Uh, people People want to know, right? Yeah. They're thirsty for knowledge. That's it. Taking money from China, making money with drugs, and now in Hollywood. It's all, it's all right there in the documentary, right, Louie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> says, uh, this is a bombshell story about Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. Quotes. Now, the establishment media and its big tech censors did not want the American public to see during the 2020 election. And the left's reception to My Son Hunter shows that they still don't want the story seen. It's not hard to see why. It's referring back to the the tweet from the New York Post because they were the ones to break this story. They put it out on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, talking about this laptop, um, and seventeen percent. I remember. I, I do remember that stat. Seventeen percent of all people who uh, were polled that voted for Biden said they would have changed their vote, had, even though they hate Donald Trump. Had that if had they had that information. Had they had that information. Yeah. Even if they hate Donald Trump, they would have changed. Would have changed their vote. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, uh, given the, I'll say, so-called results of the election in 2020, because they 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 bear no more than so-called in 2016, right? Because of what was happening there. But um, the the thing is, <laughs> um, given those re- given those results, 17 percent of Biden voters changing their vote to Donald Trump would have swung it Donald Trump's direction really quickly. And it would have been a whole different story because then you'd have yeah. the 45th president doing his second term right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they have, knew it. You could only blame the FBI. They always help out. Yeah. The FBI does always help out, but also so does uh, these big tech social media companies. And, and in the media. Yeah. And so Twitter, Twitter knew this and they took it down. They said, Oh, it was a mistake. And they, then they put it back up after the election. Well, it's not relevant anymore. It's not relevant anymore. People didn't know. 
And they knew that that was how it was going to go down. Mm-hmm. They're controlling the narrative. And people need information. They need to know things like this exist. It's absolutely disgusting what's on this laptop, what's on this Hunter Biden laptop. Um, Looks like it came from a, a book. What it says, this film is information lifted from the pages of my book, turned into flesh, uh, Schweizer, Schweizer, Schweizer. 300-page book, apparently, the pulled information to make the film. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Trump had some things to say about it. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> so the, the American public needs to know these things. Uh, and uh, uh, that's why, that's, I, I want to say this too, that's why Section 230 is so important. If you don't know about Section 230, Go to your favorite search engine and read about it. Oh, don't take my word for it. Just know that it's important because Twitter, along with Facebook and YouTube, those are platforms. Now, what's the difference between a platform and an editorial? Well, an editorial would be like your New York Times for what it's worth, right? But um, they have control over what's in their news stories because right. it's an editorial. <laughs> right. They're journalists. And they don't want to get sued for libel. Right. However, a platform, open source, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, they're not supposed to censor you because it's the town square, essentially. That's the metaphor you go with. It's the town square. This is the place where you're supposed to be able to say, even if it's stupid. Yeah. It's just an open forum, an open forum for creative producers. And, and and certainly there has to be some kind of policing. Obviously, we don't want nudity going across sure. your two-year-old's feed for whatever reason, however they got on your Facebook or your Twitter and they, they happen to catch stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids watching too. Yeah. But when it comes to just words, uh, whether someone's saying something hateful or not, that's that's on them, you know? that's They, they shouldn't be involved freedom, in politics. Right. They shouldn't get involved no, in politics. They can't take it down, especially when it comes from a news source, right? The New York Post is a news source. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are an editorial posting their uh, news on a platform. Time's up. Uh, uh, dinner's done. No. <laughs> um, soon as soon as uh, Cameron gets that figured out. Okay, so <laughs> um, that was our alarm. We, we actually have only just a few more minutes before I, I run out of uh, storage here, so um, yeah, so go check that out. Go, go do your own research. Find, find out about Section 230 because this is going to limit those, those platforms um, from telling you what you can and cannot say, becoming effectively the thought police for you. But we talked about this last week, didn't we, Louis? 1984, mm-hmm. yes. George Orwell's book. Because that's, that's essentially what they're doing. They're telling you what you can and cannot say. And they're telling the news what they can and cannot say. The news! Like, they're an official editorial. And they said, no, you can't have that up there. Um, they, they got power. They, they, they want the power. Um, write your letters to, to Ted, Gru- Ted Cruz, uh, to Marco Rubio. I know that they're actively working on these things. Um, yeah, make sure that they know that this is one of your top pro- – not only trying – I mean, obviously, you want to get money back in your pocket and get taxes lowered, but – you want, <laughs> you want Section 230 to go through because that way you have the freedom to say what you want because this is the, this is the town square. This is the new town square. You, you, you can't just go out and into the physical town square anymore and spread the word because not, you're going to get maybe two people that hear you and they think you're crazy. But if you hop on, you know. Or it, it might get violent. Or it might get violent. But if you're on a digital platform and you say, 
hey, I think Donald Trump was a pretty good president. He kept money in my pocket. I think it's a pretty good post. It's not, there's not spreading any hate in, in my book or anything, yeah. even though Jennifer Lawrence would probably have to forgive me for it for some reason. Yeah. And don't <laughs> believe everything the Democrats say. They just try or anybody for that matter. You. you don't even have to believe what I'm saying right, right. now. I'm just saying, do your do, own research, do your research and, do and, your research. Right. and find out about section two thirty. write it down. If you have to section two thirty. find out about that and find out why it's so it's going to be so important to you, especially for your future. Okay. You want to close us in prayer there, Josh? And then we'll, uh, Don, would you mind uh, closing us out? Yeah, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Father God, we just thank you so much for uh, the opportunity we've had to come together uh, and uh, to just have uh, some open discussion, Lord God, and uh, to really um, uh, not just discuss what's going on in the world, whether it be uh, politically, Lord God, or in our families, Lord God, but uh, more than anything, Lord God, to just grow closer to you. Uh, as uh, as uh, believers in Christ and believers uh, of your Son, Lord God, we thank you so much for the blessing that is eternal life, that you sent your Son, Jesus, uh, to this earth, Father God. He laid his life down on a cross, that his blood uh, is the atoning sacrifice for our sin and for the sins of the world, Lord God, uh, and that he's preparing a place for us in eternity. Uh, and, Father God, we just uh, we just ask that you would have your hand of protection over our families, over our friends, uh, Lord God, that uh, that you know um, our our concerns, Lord God, uh, with Louis's family, Father God, and with uh, Sterling's family, Father God, and that you would just continue uh, to do a mighty work uh, in their lives, Lord God, that you would continue to bless them uh, and continue to ease, Father God, whatever worries and whatever pains they might have, Lord. And we just thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to be able to share that love uh, with the people around us, Lord God, that you would just continue to equip us to be harvesters in the field and that we could see your kingdom grow. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for those words, Don. Yeah, man. This was Don uh, Martyr. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it, as always. Yeah, absolutely. The golden voice. The golden voice. <laughs> it's a privilege every time. Got Louis Rodriguez across the table from him. Always, always a pleasure. And we will be praying for you, Louis. Thank Whatever you. decision you do make, yeah, man. we'll Thank support you, you in it. Thank you for having me in. And I appreciate it, what you got to said to me. No problem. So we're here for Josh brought the message today. I tried. You did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the greatest. Great job. I mean, it's the it's pivotal. Yeah. I think it, I was, like I said, God laid it on my heart, and he's been he's been just like I said, just steadily tapping. That's I think that's the ones that are like the most important when he knocks quietly right. as opposed that's to still small loudly. voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And I've been your host, uh, Sterling Metcalf Allen, usually behind this computer, so this is different for me. So hopefully you enjoyed it, and we hope to see you next time. Yeah, we got to get him back in that hot seat a little more often. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Comment about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we love you. Deuces. Bye. Bye.